0: This is the sound of Worlds Beyond Number.
1: The rain falls as steadily as the beating of distant drums on a plaza showing a whole and mended pair of statues. Spirit of the Sea and Spirit of the Green forever dancing in the center of this square. The rain hits the stones, hits the slate of the roofs, and falls also on Suvi, Ame, and Ursulan with a splash. (laughs) The fox leaps from the head of the statue into the fountain, going, Boss! and starts to swim towards the edge. (coughs)
2: I'm okay. I'm okay. Are you okay, fox?
1: Fox, uh, uh you realize how truly skinny this creature is oh. as he comes out wet, uh, sort of, you know, the, his little fuzz that's so good for scritching under his chin oh. now hangs in two little sad, wet kind of mutton chops of white fur <laughs> under his head, ears sort of flapped out with water, comes over, absolutely shivering. Um, <laughs> I
2: gather him up into my arms and I... Re- <coughs> Sorry. Um, tuck them under my cloak and and uh, pull, pull out uh, some some old kibble from my bag. He's like, "Mommy, <laughs> are, are you okay?" Yeah, I had a vision. Uh, I tasted salt water and there was fires and the ocean and vines and leaves and and something. Oh, Painful lancing down through the waves. I don't know what it means. <clears throat> but I feel like with all the smoke, maybe it has something to do with the fires. There was also stone. Stone, unnatural stone.
1: <sighs> well,.
3: We can talk about it more inside. We need to get you out of the cold. Yes. Uh, is that does that? Uh, I'd like to make a perception check on that building that we saw. Does it feel like just
1: a a public space? Um, give me a perception check, uh, and anyone else that wants to do any last investigation here in the square before heading inside. What do I
2: know about those great spirits? And with an eighteen perception check, what do I see?
1: without a formal study uh, and this I think this probably would honestly be the religion skill to have this this thing of great spirits but going around and looking um you come across on that 18 perception check looking at the spirits and trying to get first of all the face you have seen um now that the the face of the ocean spirit is returned, you see that the they sort of complement each other. Uh, what's interesting is the woman's eyes are open and the man's eyes are closed. Uh, his face seems to be soft in reverie, grateful, shy, um, tender. And you notice that he has a fishing spear in his hand. It's not a war spear. And you think in terms of being an ocean spirit, there is something here that the ancient communities in this place, the statues are also very old here, right? This is like, this is pre-empire. So you see that fishing spear, you see the waves in his hair, you see that he is sort of wearing uh, open robes that show like, Open robes that show a chest and uh, stomach down to like soft breeches that are wrapped around. Uh, the woman's face is beaming and radiant. Her eyes are open. Um, at the bottom of their robes, I think you see uh, the the man has bare feet, uh, and the woman has clawed talons at the bottom of her feet. There's just a hint of them underneath the gown. Like one of her, it's it's a statue. So it's like one of the feet isn't carved because it's just in the solid stone of where her gown wraps around. But in the part of the gown that is has been carved to show her movement in the dance, there is that one uh, taloned clawed foot uh, that is sort of peeking out. So when you look at that, I think that you, don't clock her as a like dryad. You don't clock her as like just a plant spirit. I think seeing the combination of greenery and that that sort of talent, you'd clock her as maybe like a greater kind of nature spirit, maybe something a little bit more formidable, even though she's depicted as being somewhat they're they're of very similar heights, but she's just ever so slightly shorter.
3: Uh, can I throw a quick glance at the two spirits? Uh, anyone I recognize from my childhood?
1: Oh,
2: shit! Uh,
3: give me history with advantage. Great. Oh. <laughs> One's a net one, so thank you. Uh, 14. Um, on that history
1: check, you remember your childhood growing up in the world of spirits. One of the things that, as a child, as a fey creature, a babe running rumpus in far off lands of fairy woods, that great spirits often did have business in the mortal world, which seemed even in the strange relationship of fey childhood to fey adulthood, impossibly grown an adult for a spirit to have such a broad and vast domain that their magic saw its roots take hold in the mortal world, adult spirits often had responsibilities and tasks; things they watched after in the mortal world. However, like many spirits, uh, their passage to the mortal world had its own customs, traditions things of that nature. And I think looking at these two, you don't recognize them. And I think you don't recognize them because you look at the statues and as someone who's been living in a carnival for a year or two, you know a glamor when you see one. You think these forms of these spirits were what they wore to show their kindest face to mortal beings.
3: Ursula has has interest in the statue, but I think he's more concerned with his friend and the, and the now the fox, the friend. Everyone, it just seems like a bad thing to just keep standing in the right. Yeah. yeah,
0: I wanna, I wanna do like I got a fifteen on an investigation check, very specifically, kind of looking at this weird pentagon we find ourselves in, looking for like what other windows. Are facing our one that's lit up to see if there's like a relay of information, or if it's just to hear. And the Ace of Wands is essentially what? Like, is this is this the money house? That's dumb.
1: No, it's a good. <laughs> it's a, It's the question we're wondering. Uh, you see on the golden plaque, uh, written up here, a name that is at one is familiar to you because you had heard of it by reputation while you were in Port Talon, though never came here to this square before. Um, even though this place looks like a private, truly something like a manor of a townhouse, right? Mm. It it fully is built into the block. It, it like, um, there is no, alley, there's no separation from the other buildings around it. They're all built of a piece. And yet it is quite grand and stately in its own right. Mm. Uh has that sort of, old Edwardian almost feel to it. Um, You recognize it as a public public space primarily because of the brass plaque on the front of it in which is written in curling script, the Ace of Wands. Ooh. Uh, By reputation, you had always heard of it as a house of fortune, but sort of a private, one of those public spaces that's not actually that public when you really get down to it mm.
0: yeah, maybe we let uh, the gallows problem wait for a little bit
3: <clears throat>
0: yes uh, let's get inside
1: let's get inside you approach the door, um, the door is uh, uh, closed in front of you Um, Do either of you uh, open it, or uh, as you approach, what do you do? I'll just knock normally. You knock. Uh, There's several moments of being left out in the rain, uh, but the door opens, and you immediately see that sort of... In the warm, red, and mahogany interior of... A private social club. You see wooden banister of a staircase, a building that was clearly meant for spacious private residence that is now quite cozy public recreation. Red carpet going up a staircase, bookshelves lining the foyer and a small host's podium. You see a young, beautiful woman, uh, sort of rich brown hair tied in a bun with two little curling trails to frame her face, uh, and a green and black gown that stretches up the sleeves uh, to actually form a partial glove that just the tips of her fingers comes through. Oh, it's really cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dang it, I like that a lot. (laughs)
1: Uh, Opens the door. Uh, You can see that she has sort of come from her host's station in small ledger behind it. Um, And opening the door says, Hello, welcome, please step inside. And opens the door wide. Uh, As you enter, you hear... uh, Laughter, music. Uh, The music that plays here is something approximating uh, chamber music, but a little bit faster, a little bit bodier, a little bit stripped down. Uh, (laughs) uh, A place for the well-to-do to come and enjoy themselves. in one corner and see uh, rich forest green felt tabletops and would look like some of Port Talon's merchants or financiers seated with imperial marks on the table in front of them and would look to be croupiers wearing the same shade of green as the hostess in front of you. The room to your left seems to have a sort of clack of ceramic balls striking each other, some sort of uh, table, billiard, something, a game of cue sticks, and you can smell a lot of uh, pungent cigar smoke coming from that area. Uh, Up the stairs, you hear not too much noise of revelry, but sort of some faint music coming from up there as well. Um, As you step inside, you see... uh, sort of a rack of cloaks and a place for you to sort of hang there's a, there's a small coat room uh, that has another attendant uh, has another attendant waiting in there as well and the hostess turns and says um, well greetings and hello I am so sorry you must have been caught out in the rain terribly uh, are you guests of any of the games being hosted here Ursula immediately turns to Suvi.
0: Ah, oh, Suvi immediately <laughs> turned to earth Stallone.
1: Oh,
3: I think we both then turned to Ame. <laughs>
2: uh, Ame is still uh, cradling the fox under her cloak <laughs> um, and is a little bedraggled, but she, uh, a simple conjure girl, she just straightens up, <clears throat> Uh, hello, miss. Uh, my name is Ame, Ame, and these are my companions, Suvi, uh, Wizard of the Citadel, oh. and uh, Ursulan, uh, our, our, compa- our
3: traveling companion. Uh, we- Ursulan's a little taken aback. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I need to get a title, damn it. <laughs> Um,
2: We have happened upon your establishment, but... We have heard of its reputation, even as far away from where we came. And we would love to
1: join a
0: game.
1: Go ahead and give me <laughs> a persuasion <laughs> check.
0: As Ame uh, mentioned Suvi's title, uh, she's going to tap her staff and cast Prestidigitation just to dry herself off. hmm and then again for the homies. Oh,
3: yeah. Thank God. Thank you. I think Ursula has oh. a moment of just going, oh, traveling companions. <laughs> soaking wet, oh, traveling no. companion.
1: <laughs> oh no! Uh, you dry off the fox, and the fox goes hoo hoo hoo. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the the hostess seems confused by where the hoo 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 came from. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, and, uh, oh my God uh
0: <laughs> oh <coughs> uh, yes uh hilarious uh, uh uh sixteen
1: um on my on sixteen your, on my persuasion um she looks and says ah well um There are no openings at present. Most of the games are already underway. However, uh, there is a drawing room upstairs where you'd be more than welcome to uh, rest and have a drink and enjoy yourselves until a new game should open up. Can I I, I put your names down for the next croupier that becomes available? Yes, please. Of course, uh she takes you uh she you see she doesn't have to even ask them again. she just heard them the first time Ooh. uh takes them down, okay. and she says uh and uh thank you so much for gracing the ace of Wands with your presence. We are as always uh ever grateful any anytime any representative of the citadel should choose to uh make herself known here and I just give a gracious little nod uh
0: and not lean in super far it's just a a degree or two. please tell me there's a." A good cup of coffee here, please. A
1: good cup of coffee? Um, I don't believe we have any coffee here. Uh, there's there's a, a potential that some might be procured for you, if you should wish. Uh, many of our guests um, spend their time here looking to, <laughs> I would say, unwind.
2: Understood. Oh, that might be good for
3: you. <laughs>
1: hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> 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 she goes, hoo-hoo. Uh, yes.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and with
1: your spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also with you. Um, and a hoo-hoo with you. Uh, and she, <laughs> she <laughs> begins to uh, guide you up the
3: stairs. Uh, can I lean over to Ame as we head up the stairs? Ameh. Yes, Arsalan. I'm not much of an artist.
2: Uh, oh, I don't see what that might have to do with the situation.
3: It's a drawing room, yes.
2: Oh, yes. It, uh... Hmm. You know, it, 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 it's... It's. Siffy, why is it called a drawing
0: room? I don't know.
3: I, sh- I need you both to know I'm not good at it. They won't make you draw.
0: You'll just drink. mm
1: well, that I can do. <laughs> uh, you are taken upstairs into a very lovely chamber. She rounds the banister, walks down a little carpeted hallway. All the walls up here are different stripes of a sort of rich forest green into an incredibly dark, like nearly black green. All the little wall sconces casting this sort of soft yellow light. Up here, the bookshelves have been exchanged for portraits. Uh, there are a couple busts along the walls. Uh, and as you see the different busts on the walls here, uh, you recognize the the writing is all in Imperial, uh, but the people that are being venerated here, unlike you're familiar with at the Citadel, seem to be a collection of like Merchants and various financiers and people associated with the crown, which obviously, yeah. you know, representatives of the crown are in the citadel all the time. But the citadel, sort of, the citadel. Yeah, yeah. Um, you walk throughout. And as you do so, uh, you approach a door that opens, expecting sort of a cozy room. Uh, you are actually sort of uh, suddenly a little bit taken aback to find lots of gray sunlight in here, some sort of, you know, refitted solarium. There's a uh, there's like metal ribs of the uh, there are like metal ribs coming down with giant glass panes. So you're watching the rain fall down. It's almost like being in an aquarium. You're in sort of a uh, rooftop greenhouse almost, but with clear glass, so you can see all the forms of just the water coming down. And uh, in the walls to either side, you see there's large vertical sort of steeple windows. So suddenly you're in, a gray light that's a little bit dim when you're outside, but when you're inside actually doesn't feel as sort of, you know, dark as the candle lit studies on the interior of this house of fortune. Mm-hmm. There are several sofas here, and towards the back, you see that there is a large, uh, bright blue witch fire burning uh, some sort of, which is, you know, quite a pretty penny to just sort of have this in a private, Uh, you know, sort of a Mm. social club. Um, You also notice that it is warm. It's heating the room, which you know is a separate effect. This fire doesn't produce heat. (laughs) So the fire is just for visual effect and then some other kind of spell has been paid for and put on here to also make it warm. Uh, There are several sofas around and you see that there is a piano player in the corner playing a soft, Tune and uh, the along the back wall near the door is a long bar with all sorts of beautiful multifaceted glass decanters of different liqueurs and spirits and aperitifs, and the bartender has a perfect middle part in his hair that gets curled into two long curls on either side, oh. <laughs> big, big handlebar mustache, dark green vest, white shirt, and you see there's a number of wealthy looking people here. The wealthy people you see here, I should underline, do not have the bearing or manner of aristocrats. They are dressed in expensive clothes and talk crassly to each other and laugh. You see that there is one man sitting in a tall back chair, near enough to the fire, but also sort of partially out of the way near a bookcase with a couple of marble busts on it. Uh, This man you see has his coat slung over the back of the chair, vest, gold fob for some sort of pocket watch, thick, hairy forearms. He has a newspaper open. Uh, that partially obscures his face, but you see his sort of salty white hair is cut close to his head, and he has dark, suntan skin like a sailor, that kind of like red, that sort of like almost red weather-beaten, lots of wrinkles on his neck. Uh, You see that uh, next to him, leaning against the inside of the arm of his chair is a thick, heavy piece of wood with its end banded in iron. Uh, The hostess brings you over to a uh, sofa, uh, sort of facing out the rain-swept city, and says, "Um, please uh, have a seat, be warm, and uh, if there's anything you'd like at all, you can see our bartender, and uh, I'll let you know as soon as a game becomes available.
2: Thank you so much, Miss... Lila. Lila. Are there any of the other... um... Are there any of the other guests here who we should become acquainted with? We're new to town, you see.
1: She smiles and says, to those of the Citadel, I am certain I can offer no insight. Your (laughs) friendship, I'm sure, is welcome in all corridors, and thank you again for gracing us with your presence. (laughs) Uh, Subi
0: will clear her throat just enough. (laughs) And give a little like dismissal nod to Lila. Uh,
1: Lila nods and sees herself out of this drawing room. Um, anyone like a drink to warm them up? Uh, I, I,
3: uh, and uh, Ursuline's going to stand uh, and uh, like he's going to the bar.
0: Yeah, I'm going to pass you uh, three more like imperial marks, uh, and yeah.
3: Uh, what would you like?
0: Something, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy to want Make a choice, I don't know,
3: I don't know. All right.
0: And we're good. Um, I would love hot wine if you have any.
3: Hot wine. If there is any. All right, Uh, and I'm gonna head for the bartender.
1: Uh, You walk over, this this guy's mustache is out of control. Yeah! Just absolutely. (laughs) How how far are we going off the face? (laughs) uh, you, you you have to wait for him to turn his head quickly to really get it in motion, but you think it you think it's beating his ears in terms of in terms Incredible. of off to the side, uh, and it certainly is giving him that kind of Sam Elliott thing where when his mouth is closed, the bottom of the mustache is covering the lower <laughs> lip, even though it's waxed, so it looks like this guy like got a choice between a mouth and a mustache and chose mustache. <laughs> uh, hello, sir. Hello, there, friend.
3: Uh, I just wanted to order a few drinks for me and my friends. Uh, two hot wines. Uh, two hot wines? Yes. All right. And um, three warm
1: whiskeys. Two hot wines, three warm whiskeys. All right. Um, you see he looks up and says, so uh, the whiskey's room temperature neats all right? Neats just fine. Uh, and you see he gets three v- very well-made, heavy-bottomed glasses and gives you a nice... Uh, sort of three finger pour on each glass, puts it in front of you, and uh, then gets these sort of beautiful ornate copper mugs. And uh, pours. You see, he has a small little cauldron behind the bar that sits on a clay tile with an imperial rune craft underneath it that mm. keeps it warm. And you see, he ladles out. You can see a bunch of spices and cloves tied together with twine, and something looks like floating pieces of orange in there, and sort of a mulled wine comes out into both glasses. Oh, and I must say, um, it's quite a mustache. You see, he the the, the the corners of his eyes crease so much with a smile. He gives you a nod, winks, and you swear to God his eye sparkles. <laughs> Thanks, friend. I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> um. Will this
3: do? And I uh, put out all
1: three marks. God damn it. Uh, he takes it and makes makes change for you. Uh-huh. Uh, so he gives you, he, he slides two of the marks back across the table and uh, puts a silver and four copper across the bar uh, I leave
3: the silver and four copper. Uh, see. Thank you. Uh, put it into the, uh, into the old, the <laughs> old, the old um, uh, I'll mustache. put it in,
1: I'll put it in the wax fund. You're very kind.
3: <laughs> yes, that, that's what it's called.
1: Um you see he takes the coins um, I uh, so probably have to make a, a trip or two to get all the yes. drinks back over I there. I come back,
3: deliver two, hot, one hot wine, uh. one hot wine for you, one hot wine for you, and here's the change. Oh, thank you. Um, and then I go back over, and I come back with three whiskeys. Oh, I uh, all for you? Um, uh, and I immediately shoot one. Oh. Uh, then I immediately shoot the other. Um, uh, yes, they are. <laughs> well, cheers to, to uh, being together again. Warm and dry? To, war- to being warm and dry. And together. And so, together as well.
2: I hope cheers to all of that. I hold the mug with both hands warming them. And sip. Hey, Fox? Yeah? Have you ever had wine before? Yeah. What? Really? What is it? Oh, it's a, it's an alcoholic
1: <laughs> beverage. Okay.
2: You want to try? Yeah, yeah, okay. let me try it. Okay. i stick it under there. <laughs> all right, that's Good. good. Mm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. What is that? Oh, that's wine. <laughs> Let me have more. <laughs> just one more. Just one. Just
3: a little. Right. Okay. Let me have more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs>
0: Uh, by the way, while Ursulon was at the bar, Suvi was making an absolute meal of like slowly unbuttoning her like wool cloak and like folding it gently uh, over the edge of the sofa to reveal like an optic white blouse that's like cut specifically and only ever for her with like a pillowy like bishop sleeve. Like, and she's just having this moment of like, I'm going to make everyone in this room. Look at me, because I'm from the Citadel, and that gets to mean something. Finally, I may pay attention to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, like after taking care of all of that, kind of reaches back to the little like hanging sensor at the back of her hair and relights it, so the resin uh, begins to like kick up like a small mm. little bit of incense around them.
1: You all sit here having your drinks. Um, uh, looking around the room, so you've made it into this place, and you know this is where you – you. there's some window in here that you could see that area where Ghost buried the bone in that flower pot there. But for the moment, it's just nice to be on a comfortable sofa having yes. a drink and being out of the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, does that, is there – Do you all take this time to rest or any of you active looking around, seeing what's going on? Uh,
0: Can I make an investigation check to try to overhear conversations Uh, from my time uh, being the the apprentice to uh, Archmage Silence? I just want to see if I can hear a name that I may have run into at some point. At the Citadel, like who's the most important person that's being mentioned in these like body conversations that I may have any amount of like connection to? Give me an investigation check. I know
1: you have your passive, but give me a check too.
0: 21.
3: Ooh, 80. <laughs> passive
1: meets active. <laughs> you hear a couple of them. Uh, you, you can hear, especially as you take your cloak off and hang it there, to become a spectacle in the room. You hear the people that are farthest from you talking quietly about. Oh, I'm a wizard standing over. Who do you think a companions And you hear a couple of them. You can't sh- you can't hear the conversations well enough to hear every one of them word for word, but you do clock specifically names. You get three names. One of them you get the most. That uh, the two that you hear are. Uh, you, the one you hear the most is Pain. Uh, and then the other name you hear a little bit is Morrow. Uh, the third name that you don't hear very much, but uh, you hear the name Galani, and you know a wizard Galani. It's an abjurer, it's uh, someone high up in the researchers' core back at the Citadel, mm. uh, specifically involved in abjuration. Uh, and so all the people up in this little echelon of Port Talon, those are the names of wizards you hear being spoken. Uh, Morrow and Pain, you don't know. You they, they, Maybe they're somewhere buried deep in the Citadel where you wouldn't have heard about it, but there are also a lot of wizards that are not in the Citadel yeah. anymore. Okay, thank you.
3: Uh, I do think Ursulan is taking this moment to rest. Uh, I think uh, this is definitely a moment in which Ursulan has in uh, you know it's not it's not like super aloof but has this is crazy. Uh, like I don't think uh, Ursulan has experienced luxury like this before. I don't think he's ever had his drinks uh, drinks of this quality paid for him. Uh, before. So I think there is a, uh, and just the respect that has been shown to him and his companions in this space is something truly new and surreal. Uh, and I think, uh, in, in, especially like now in vibing alcohol, I think he is really relaxing and just like taking things in, uh, Enjoying the taste of, exp- of the most expensive whiskey he's ever had, uh, and kind of, uh, I think, checked out.
1: <laughs> uh, incredible. Oh,
2: okay, good. Uh, <laughs> I look around the room, and for all intents and purposes, seeming seem to be enjoying myself and savoring the wine and the warmth. And I would like to surreptitiously look around and see if anybody is giving us, perhaps. Too much attention or too little?
1: Uh, Give me an insight check.
2: 16.
1: There is someone giving you too little attention. The man in the chair, the one man in here is not socializing. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a man in the chair reading a newspaper uh, who has that... The cudgel. Sorry. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Wow. For those who
2: cannot see us in this room, Bria. Clearly, called this shot that <laughs> made Brennan stop in his tracks, and uh, uh, what appears to be a flicker of fear
0: crossed
3: his face. No fear, no fear. <laughs> he described the
1: weapon. I yeah, try, yeah. He described well. it.
0: My brain was like, oh, it's a cudgel. Wait a second, a word. Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, mm-hmm. wait, did you, was that you getting yourself
0: in <laughs> <Yeah>. that moment? <laughs> <laughs> because my brain went, the man holding the cudgel. Oh no, the cudgel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love you.
3: So sometimes perfect. you
0: can just Much. be kind of high and low wisdom. You know,
3: Abria <laughs> you know, was fully on that. Like, all right, this blouse. When I take this fucking coat <laughs> Shut off. Up. True. Shit, what are they called? They're called b- bishop sleeves? Is yeah. that it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, gonna be bishop sleeves. I
0: don't like being seen like this. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, I was
2: leading a trail of breadcrumbs for our dear listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. it
0: looks love so you.
1: incredible. Incredible. <laughs> nice. I fucking love it. Uh, yeah, I think you you clocked that man. And again, see in here... Um. It's a big, strange world that ame's getting to know, and I think <gasps> you you are seeing you just saw Finley, this like patchwork stubbly like <laughs> like p- the fence of like magical bric a brac and he spoke of Will gallows with this sort of air of being terrified. There would be no point to crime if it didn't pay. And so the people that he's speaking about, you're you're in this place of like luxury with like merchants and other people around. And you do notice this one guy who doesn't seem to need to socialize, who is the only guy that that you can see in this room that doesn't look a little bit soft and a little bit like an indoor kid.
2: I approach him... Um, and I act as if I'm, I'm mm, trying to not look at his newspaper, hoping to catch his eye.
1: Um, uh, you catch his eye, for sure. Uh, he looks up from his newspaper. at The moment you, st- I actually think it would catch you a little bit off guard that as you stand from the couch, the first step you take, he looks at you. He, he's Ooh. clocking your feet enough that the first step you take, he looks up.
2: Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. I didn't mean to interrupt your reading. And I rock back and forth on my heels a little bit. I was just hoping for some local news. I'm
3: new in town. Ursula looks up. Wait, where did, um, <laughs> uh, where did Ame go?
0: The worst possible place to be in this room. And I just kind of gesture, like eyeline gesture. My name's Ame.
1: You can talk to the host downstairs, so get your newspaper.
2: Well, you seem like you would know more than what just a newspaper would tell me, but very well, of course.
1: If I knew more than the newspaper, why would I be reading one? Do I strike you as a man who wastes his own time?
2: No. No, you don't.
1: Give me a deception check. Sixteen. Oh my God. He breaks his eyes from contact with you and goes back to reading his newspaper.
2: Damn. Now that I'm up close to him, can I roll an insight check? I want to get any clues that I can about what he's reading, oh. his clothes, anything that I might be able to see better up close. And that's a 20 on the die. Ooh. Let's go.
1: Uh, total 26.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, you're looking at his clothes, you're looking at his belongings. His clothes are really nice. Those are really nice clothes. And he looks like a guy that, um, for he looks like a guy that didn't grow up in these clothes, but having gotten to them at some point in adulthood, has already figured out how to take them for granted. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Damn, he's cool.
2: Is he magic? Is there anything of magic?
1: I mean, in- if you're looking on a nat 20, you're, you're looking for any side of magic. You don't think this guy has any connection to any spiritual understanding of it. There's no, you don't think this guy's about as disconnected from his fucking third eye as it is possible to be. Um, but uh, I will say, you look at all the clues, you're looking for all these clues, and then you kind of remember some kind of breath, catching your breath. You hear Grandmother Wren's voice going, soft eyes. And you just look at his body and posture. He is waiting. He's waiting like someone whose beloved, has business indoors, and they are on a bench outside. Will Gallows is in this building. <sighs> I quietly
2: walk away. I return to Ursulan and Suvi.
0: What was that?
3: Who? Yeah.
0: That was the cudgel. Yeah, and I could tell from the stick.
3: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fox looks at you and goes, "It's the stick." And that's what I now. He keeps the weapon, and they name him after that. <laughs> Is that something that should happen? Should you name me after something I have? Yeah. I don't have anything.
2: You have a tail. You have uh, you have eyes. You have paws. Oh, <gasps> you
0: can be mittens. Hey, what if we talk to the fox less in the room?
3: That's that is fair. <gasps> we, I mean, we we can only get away with so much. Oh, who? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we, did, you, did you did you did you speak to the cudgel?
2: I did. He was extremely dismissive.
1: But go a ahead, gallows- I'm, I am going to need like, actually a group stealth check here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. God damn it. There enough. <laughs> 19.
0: 11. Oh, no!
3: Uh, Ursula literally pokes his head over <laughs> Ame's shoulder and looks
1: directly at the cudgel with a gnat one. <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, the the cudgel looks up at you and goes, stands up and walks out
3: of the room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I make full eye contact with him, look back at you. Um, oh, so did, he's leaving. Yes, he
2: is.
0: Discretion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. While well, Alice is in the building, I say that we discreetly follow... Why?
0: What do you mean, why? Why are you pulling more attention to us? Oh. Um... Well, we are here for the sword, and I propose that we get the sword. Okay. Do you remember the part where we all noticed that the cudgel looked at you, after a single step in his direction? Do you think he's not paying a ton of attention to the three of us right now, even as he walks away?
2: I don't propose that we go and try to sneakily follow him. We're just here for a business transaction, after all.
3: Well, maybe if we wait here, he'll come to us.
1: The door reopens, and the cudgel re-enters. You see that the eponymous weapon now hangs from his belt by a leather cord and he walks into the room with a woman who has a black long coat, black breeches, tall black boots, uh She, the coat has sort of a hint of something maritime or naval to it, but not enough to actually mark her as being a sea captain. Seems like she just is from this port town and the manner and style and cut of the clothes here kind of bear some resemblance to that. She has a wave-like column. Her hair is styled up almost like the flames of fire. Uh, And you see it's like a rich, deep auburn with some traces of gold through it. Uh, And she has a sharp, smiling face that seems to straddle the border between very demure and kind of inviting and a little bit predatory, like something that you're like, can't quite tell. Is that that like a sweet little mouse or is that like a weasel? (laughs) She walks across the room uh, with the cudgel behind her and approaches your group. Uh, they're coming this way. They are coming this way. Yes, I know. We can see them. Are we gonna... What do we... Okay. <clears throat> uh, she approaches and says, good afternoon. It's a pleasure to see you here. We uh, we are some of the benefactors of the Ace of Wands. Uh, my name is Arlie, Arlie Price.
2: Hello, Arlie. I'm Ame, and these are... My friends Suvi, a wizard of the Citadel, and Ursulon, our protector.
1: Mm. Well, I am delighted to meet you all. It's rare that we see new faces here at the Ace, uh, especially new faces that have come seemingly without already having a seat waiting for them at a game. I'm so sorry that you have to wait for an opportunity to join some of the recreation occurring downstairs. Waiting
2: in your drawing room is an absolute delight.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you think so. We're very proud of it ourselves. Well, by what reputation did you come to the Ace of Wands? Who recommended it to you? Several of
0: my associates from the Citadel spoke highly. Really? On their visitations here.
1: Well, those citadel wizards must keep their cloaks quite close around because they've done a very good job of hiding their presence here. I'm sure they want to keep their business to themselves.
0: Sometimes we get stuck in the rain.
1: Uh, She looks and says, well, I'd love to get you into a game sooner rather than later. There are some private tables if you don't mind playing with some of our more regular guests.
2: That would be lovely. If you wouldn't mind.
3: We would much enjoy that.
2: I I would also like to apologize to your companion for my ruse of trying to read his newspaper. I, uh, He looked so well-connected, and, well, I suppose it got this introduction with you, so.
1: (laughs) That's so kind. Irami here loves to make connections. Uh, As she says loves to make connections, everyone give me an insight check. That's what's funny. Yo! Uh, uh, Thank God. You see the cudgel <laughs> well, smiles but. as she says, as he loves to make connections. Her eyes dart to the tip of his cudgel.
3: Oh. Oh. Uh, Ursulan steps forward. Well, well met. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the cudgel shakes your hand. Just puts it right there, <laughs> uh, uh, and she says, um, "Well, let's, uh, let's." Put a table together for you. We have some guests that weren't planning on playing today, but we want to make a good first impression. So we'd be happy to introduce you. Thank you so much. Uh, and she turns. Uh, she turns to step away, uh, and <laughs> the cudgel sort of moves to the side like a butler and uh, shows you the way after Arlie. So-
0: yeah. Okay. As I walk by, I'm definitely going to try to do like a arm, like forearm touch. I don't know why that, we're gonna flirt. We're gonna flirt our way through
1: it. Uh, you do a little <laughs> forearm touch to the cudgel. Yeah. Go ahead and give me persuasion. Uh,
3: Let's go, sensuality.
1: That's about
0: right. Uh oh. <laughs> Eight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, wizard <you> th- flirt. <sighs> um. You you touch his forearm, and this is like a dangerous, scary guy. You touch his forearm, and he shifts his posture in like kind of a boxer weave that he looks so confused that he like tries to translate the boxer weave into thinking that you're falling, because why would you touch him? It <laughs> <laughs> goes to like cat- catch you. And then you see he kind of like sneezes a little bit, and then just sort of <laughs> sh- <laughs> throws you on. Uh, you've never seen someone's body truly like <laughs> scramble like that before <laughs> at, at an unexpected touch <laughs> so I
0: just walk out oh, oh God um, you doing okay buddy hey, shut up shut the fuck up
1: mm. <laughs> uh, Arley takes you <laughs> <laughs> Arlie, Arlie takes you down the hallway um Uh, To the staircase again, uh, where you go the opposite direction, you go left further along the building. These would have been small like bedrooms back when this was like a private residence. And now you see that these have similar like little brass plaques on them that uh, don't refer to rooms but to tables. So it's table one, table two, table three, table Mm -hmm. four. Uh, She takes you all the way to table four. Uh, As you walk in, you see beautiful leather wrapped red felt octagonal table in the center drawer. Uh, There are just clean glasses and several decanters for you to serve yourself. And Ursulan, you look up and see a many-candled chandelier.
3: Uh, Uh, Yes, do I get a sense? I was, as we walk, do I get a sense in the way that we're moving through the building? We're moving closer to the window, and then in this room, I guess, does this. If you want to take a look out the window. I'll give a quick peek as I move toward the decanter.
1: uh, You take a quick peek. You see far away that flower pot off on that different street corner where you guys uh, were standing. This is the the room. Nice. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh Ami, The fox sort of scrambles it in your clothes and goes hoo
3: uh-huh. <laughs> Uh and I think Arslot looks out the window, looks at his friends.
1: Uh, uh-huh. 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 Arlie looks at all of you and says, You're all saying ooh hoo-hoo. <laughs> well it's-, it's a a little idiosyncrasy.
2: A little it's a little idiosyncrasy where we're from.
0: We call those customs.
3: Yes it's, a cus- yes, it's a custom. Ah, custom.
0: All right. Well, ooh. Thank you for treasuring our culture. <laughs> and the three of you... I'm going both... I'm going to both do me. Right in the Harley
1: looks and says, Harley says, looks and says, and the three of you are all from the same place. Yes. <laughs> hmm. All right. <laughs> well. Uh uh we'll go collect the our guests and be right back. Um, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> you um I guess a satisfied nod.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh Arlie uh, steps out of the room. Um and uh you have a moment of being able to just inspect through that window and see that, that The cudgel is gone as well? Uh, the cudgel is gone as well.
3: Uh, I think Ursulan, while fully opening the decanter and pouring himself a glass, is like, "Wow, we've. Well, I think this is it. I think we've found the room." Mm-hmm. Do you think they, brother, pour
0: me a glass?
3: Oh yeah. Oh yes. I think we have found the room with with the drink. Um, here, uh, it's a glass for you, sister. Thank you. A uh, s-
2: uh, nun for me.
0: Thank you. Of course. It's yeah. We found it. Good, good yeah. What do we do now? apparently wait and don't flirt he's so bad to flirt with it was like the make a connection and then i was like oh i'm gonna make a connect it was just violence (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) again yes one more one
0: more i look around
1: the room uh you take a look around the room it's lovely in here um And I think you take a quick scan, small room, not too much going on here. There's a small dresser that seems to have like games, dice and cards and things like that in it. Um, Very quickly... The door opens again, and you hear outside a little like small cheer from downstairs. The music picks up and get a little bit gets a little bit louder uh and you hear a kind of rumbling and rolling and a scatter of pins like it seems like a new game has started up of like throwing like balls down a lane and hitting pins in some parlor downstairs. so it's gotten a little bit noisier um. The door opens, uh, Arlie opens it. The cudgel walks in, takes a seat at the table kind of next to the three of you. Four other people walk in in green uh, that do not introduce themselves to you, are not smiling, and just stand in the room along the back wall. And a tall man in a black coat uh, with lank, black hair over his forehead. It is a uh, simple, dull expression on his face. And his skin is almost like translucent white. You can see like blue veins in his neck. Uh, he is as broad shoulders as you can imagine his neck's as thick as his head his hands are large They look even for a large man his hands look a little bit larger than they should and he walks in pulls a chair out sits across from you and stares
2: Mr. Gallows I presume
1: presume right Will Gallows
2: I am certain that your associates have told you our names, and I am certain that you have seen us down in the courtyard, so you know that we were hoping to do dealings with you. You have, as we understand it, a certain sentimental artifact of ours that we hope to purchase from you at whatever cost you may name.
1: (sighs) Let's be clear. And he uh, reaches out to one of the decanters on the thing behind him, takes it, pours himself a stiff drink, takes a sip. You've already lied once. I don't have anything of yours because everything I have is mine.
2: Yes, I'm sorry. It was not a lie. It was an unintentional, misspoken phrase.
1: So you want to buy something of mine?
2: I would love to purchase an item of yours
1: mm-hmm.
2: that hopefully you will be gracious enough to part with.
1: Look me in my eye, he says to Suvi. Hmm. Who knows, you're here.
0: Why do you want to know, sir?
1: Because i guess that no one does. And I guess there's a reason for that.
0: Then you know there's no universe in which I would confirm that for you. Either way.
1: He takes another sip. Not looking for confirmation i just have a hunch that if you never walked out of here, no one would know to look for you.
0: We've given no offense. We're here to make an honest deal.
1: So, what are you looking to buy? A sword. <clears throat> Arlie raises an eyebrow and looks at her boss and you see uh, Mr. Gallows looks back at you and says, A sword. One you requested from uh, Head Mage Finley. Give me an insight check, anyone who wants to. Oh, God. Woo! (sighs) It's a natural twenty. Uh, you say, oh, you oh. say, uh, the hedge mage Finley, um, and in this moment, as you look at uh, Will Gallows, you know that you have condemned that man to death. <laughs> it's a good thing Ghost is thinking about joining the Empire because <laughs> she's not going to have that job for long. <laughs> <laughs> That's the
3: raw. Hey, Brendan, look at me. That's the raw shit. That's the raw shit. That's the raw shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 look raw. at me. Look at me. Let me tell you, I've been playing d since 20. Yo. Since for over five years now. I don't think there's ever been a Nat 20 I wanted less. I don't think there's ever been a Nat 20 in my whole life. In my whole life that I would be like, I, give me a 13. Give me a fucking 6. If it just meant you were like, he probably doesn't like him anymore. And I would have been like, whoo. Yeah, well, neither. Neither do I. Worst nat 20 of my life. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) Um, uh, Gallows uh, looks at you and says, Oh. Yeah. Finley mostly pedals in trash, but he's had a catch every so often. This sword... Rusty old thing, yeah. I tried to sell it to me with a scrap of blue silk on it, said it was enchanted as some drivel. Am I wrong?
0: Not yet. <clears throat>
1: Alright. I'm the sword. Might still know where it's kept.
2: Would you be willing to part with it?
1: Everything has its price, lovey.
2: And what is the price of the sword?
1: How crass do we intend to be? Because I see myself beholding a Wizard of the Citadel, and I wonder if the only thing that we might barter in is gold. (laughs) But if it helps you to wrap your head around... Where we are, and you see no need to be creative in our business negotiations, I'd say we can start somewhere around 5,000 imperial marks.
0: They just give Ame a, a slow look.
2: I'm afraid that we don't have that kind of gold on hand, sir.
1: Pity.
0: You don't look like you're in need of gold. So let's have the crass conversation. Please.
1: <clears throat> There's a wizard named Payne, guild mage working with the Azure Battalion. Mr. Payne is very fortunate. In his magical gifts, less so at the dice table. Now, I happen to know that he has taken from the Imperium's coffers to cover some of his minor debts, but of course I'm not in a position to make any honest reports to the authorities, am I? Nor am I in a position to. "'apply the same justice to him "'that I would to anyone else who had wronged me, "'given those who have his back. "'Now, if the Guild Mage Pain were to "'lose the good graces of his institution, "'I might be able to act unimpeded, "'but as yet I have had no inroads "'that he does not monitor.' to see that he might be uh, pushed out of the nest down to the forest floor with the likes of me. I have a feeling that you're a bit of a stranger here, and I have a feeling that that staff you bear can open doors for you. And if I had to test my intuition to its utmost... I'd say that there's probably heads you can jump over. Because, alas, as young as you, with that much ice water in her veins, can only come from way up high.
0: Oh. As Suvi begins to do the mental gymnastics to see what she's willing to do, can I
1: make an insight check to see if he's lying to me? Yeah, go for it. 22. You don't think... Oh this dude is lying to you you think that he i think on a, on a, on that insight check you can also tell something as well which is that he got wavebreaker and it didn't he like he's just been sitting on it for yeah. years like it doesn't he didn't find a way to make it like catch fire and shoot a bunch of lasers <laughs> that would make it the fucking best magic sword <laughs> ever uh and he probably encountered the same issue Ursula encountered, which is walking around town with a big-ass sword <laughs> will draw attention to you that he earnestly doesn't want in his line of work. So I think what you see is that he's in a position of power, so he gets to ask for anything. Yeah. But the reason he's entertaining this is that you think on a twenty two, the sword's not that important. To him. Yeah. So you see this—in other words, you see this move not as like— why, like, why would he part with something so dear for what he's not parting with anything so dear? Yeah, he has no idea who you guys are, and he's just had an itch on his back for years that he can't scratch that maybe you can because you're new and could shake up the math of this town and its power structures that he's been hitting for a while mm-hmm. so you think it's genuine, but you also think there are ways in which it doesn't matter to him, it's just a problem that his opportunistic brain saw he might be able to solve with a little bit of new math in the equation.
0: You'd ask me to cut my brother loose for a blade? I would. Hmm. Well, you know that I'm new in town. So I'd only ask that at the end of our transaction. I could count you amongst my friends in this town.
1: Uh, He looks over at Arlie. Arlie looks back to him. She speaks to you and says, "True friends are a rare treasure. But I think Mr. Gallows can always offer an open door. Uh, And you see that uh, Gallows looks over at you and says, I don't promise what I can't deliver. I don't have easy friends, but I keep my word. And if you deliver what you say you can, then you'll always know where to find me.
0: Understood.
2: Is his heart beating?
1: Give me a perception check.
2: <laughs> it's 12. Active.
1: Uh, You just hear the rumble of pins and balls downstairs. And I think on that perception, you can't hear his heart because you recognize that more and more things that happen around you aren't accidents. And that game got started in case they needed to kill you up in this room and cover the noise.
2: But he's blinking. He blinks.
1: Not as often as you might like, but he blinks. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I think we have an understanding.
1: I'll get my messages from the hosts here. I'll see you around, Suvi. Mr. Gallows stands up and leaves the room. The others follow out behind him, leaving the cudgel and Arlie. Uh, Arlie smiles and says, "Pleasure doing business. And walks out. The
0: moment the door shuts, I turn and retch on the ground.
3: (laughs) 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 Can we do all the things you said we were going to do? Shut up, shut up. We have to get out. Shut up, shut up. (laughs) It's okay.
0: Don't touch me, don't touch me. You just told them. You just walked up. You just walked up and told them who we were. You just didn't even think about it. You didn't think about what was safe. You just you think everyone you meet is a friend you haven't made yet. That's not true. I just know that if they wanted to know
2: who we were, they'd find out.
0: Oh, God forbid you leave something to the
1: imagination. You see the fox looks up at you, Suvi, and goes, Didn't that lady write your names down in that book downstairs? I wasn't the one that said my name to her. In future
2: I'll let you do the introductions.
1: Seems like you have an easier
0: time if none of you
2: had
1: names. Oh my god. Hey, hey buddy.
3: Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come here. Come here. Uh, I bring him over the de- and I open the decanter. I pour a glass for him and one for me. You just just uh, sit, take enjoy that for a second. If that's all you. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's fine. Suvi, are you all right?
0: No. Of course I'm not.
3: Well, what do we need? We need to go. We need to leave. We need to go. Oh, God. Well, then let's begin. Uh, and I'm going to go open the door um, and step out and just drift to my friends uh, to walk down the hallway. Suvi takes just some extra minutes.
0: Uh, kind of pulling herself together by putting on her coat, working her
1: hands, and we'll follow. Um, You all get downstairs. Lila smiles at all of you as you walk past. She says, thank you so much for coming to the Ace of Wands. And uh, hands each of you a playing card, an Ace of Wands that goes into your hands. Uh, And you see that written in the center, uh, Sort of that little diamond wand shape in the center of the card—that red diamond—is uh, a hand-drawn, very beautifully calligraphied uh, number four. Uh, Thank you.
2: What does this signify?
1: She points up to the room up above you, table four, Mister Gallo's table. Um, if you ever have understood.
3: I think Ursuline steps outside, but not far outside the door. We seek um, rooms for the night or somewhere for you two to rest.
1: Uh, Yes. Yes, thank you. Uh,
3: Would I know of an inn? Or one that
1: yeah, well, I think you'd know places that you couldn't afford when you were here and destitute, but that would probably not break the bank given the amount of golden marks that have been sliding across bar. bar
3: and I, th- here. I definitely aim like a, um, a, a lower than maybe what I, what like what I would have dreamed, but because I just I don't I <laughs> at some point I'm already in the hole for. Seven marks or six <laughs> marks. And-
1: <laughs> I'm not. Gonna- <laughs> uh, uh, the fox is blasted. <laughs> you've you, you've never heard him snore before. He is truly really <clears throat> just like gone in your arms. There's part of Ursula that is toying
3: with the idea of telling Fiddly to get the fuck out of town. Uh, uh, so I think. I'm thinking of Grey Hill. I think I also seeing Suvi be sick and Amé um, soaked. There's like, we, traveling is not the move.
1: Great, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna find a small spot here. I think there's not an inn. You, there, you know a place that is truly like a flea house. Like there's not a common room. There's not music. It's oh. just a place with beds.
3: Uh, how are they, how bad were the beds? Or I mean, I never would have asked.
1: <laughs> how would you know? You never would have asked. Uh, you probably would have been like in a closet or downstairs in a cellar somewhere. Or something like that, but warm. It was warm. That's that sounds fine. I think I think I'm taking them there.
2: With <laughs> uh, uh, passive perception wise, I'm going to just make sure that we're not being followed.
1: You don't see anyone following you. Uh, you move through the rain as the sky moves to a darker shade of gray, and uh, night begins to fall. Uh, As night falls, um, you find basically an old tenement bought up and turned into, you know, places for um, travelers and people like freshly in the city. This is actually near the—this is right under the shadow of the massive wall, which wasn't here the last time you were here. This place used to be full. You look and see the gate here. There's a massive gate in the wall. The gate is shut, 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 uh, and sealed with massive steel beams. And as you get to the front, you see there's a older woman sort of manning a uh, a small sort of, almost like a a little window with bars in it uh, and a small desk and a strong box behind her. Uh, And she looks up, almost surprised to see people, um, and goes, Huh? Hello? uh, uh." Are uh, uh, you looking for, um... Yes, uh, two rooms. Yes. Uh, one room. Uh, uh, just one? Just one. Uh, very well. Three copper.
3: Uh, I would like to try if, from my theater wages, I have three copper. I'll pay.
1: <laughs> Great. <gasps> <Aww>. uh, <laughs> you cover the room with three copper. Um, you guys go uh, up a very narrow little spiral staircase, find this absolute closet of a room, small port window like on a ship uh, that looks out over the rest of the city. Up here, uh, the rain starts to subside a little bit. And almost the moment it subsides, you can hear uh, shouts from up in the wall and you can hear the noise of fire uh, crackling once again, you can hear the noise of the flame on the other side, and that smoke begins to fill the air. Ursulon, you feel like you, this close to the source of fire, you feel sick. Mm. Um, looking out through the porthole, uh, you once again also see that now the sort of that the rain stops, starts to clear a little bit, clouds begin to pass, and uh, as the sky clears. You see the lights farther down, hanging lanterns, sputtering witch fires out by the Imperial centers, way off towards the point of the Talon. And I think you also see far off, a little mote of purple and green. Waking the following morning, you wake under gray skies and realize that though the cloud cover has faded. The equally powerful columns of smoke coming from the fire do keep a kind of gray miasma over the city. Looking out, you see Port Talon once again engaged in the business of trade and empire. Great wagons moving to and fro. I think looking out, you see that the gate is still shut here at this time of day. And you also, during the daylight hours, can see from the window of your hostel, essentially, that there are a number of places around here that are shuttered. Uh, Taverns that have been boarded up as though this neighborhood has had some affliction, maybe, or that there has been some reason for there to be a sudden Evacuation, and again, being here in this area by the wall, that's just this yeah. large shadow cast over this neighborhood. Um, looking down at the harbor, you see a number of imperium ships um, if you clock them, you saw them when you entered first, but maybe they've been joined by like one or two more. It looks like there's just a presence in the. City today, uh, the Azure Battalion. You see flags flying. Uh, you see flags flying from the Governor's Hall, from the Wizard Spire, the Guild Wizard Spire, and uh, once again, the sort of light gray in the air casts this sort of pallor over the town. It's been. A harrowing journey, given the joy in finding Ursulon back in Joris. The strange happenings of the ship, the Captain Emless, this agent of the Dominion of Ruve potentially, and coming here and everything with Finley and Mr. Gallows. It's been a disquieting time. Your adventure together has thrust you deep into some of the horrors that Ursulon seemed to speak of or at least hint at during all his years alone and away from Suvi and Ame. That morning, what is it that you do?
2: In the morning, I had awoken early and used my alchemy kit, and I bring two cups of blue liquid to Ursulan and Suvi. In it, I have put a little bit of salt and sugar and uh, various herbs that will help restore vitamins and minerals to them.
3: Oh, thank you.
2: I think it might help a little with your head and your stomach. Thank Thank you. Suvi, I'm so sorry. This has all been... So much for me. I've never set foot outside of the town in my entire life. And clearly there's so much that I have to learn about the world and its
0: terrible social structures. Stop, stop, stop. I'm sorry, too. I, I'm also overwhelmed. This is a lot. Things for their size are simple. Hierarchy is simple. Where I'm from, so. I'm sorry, too. Well,
2: I would definitely like you to hold me accountable for any missteps that I make, and and I would be happy to learn from you about this city and its ways.
0: I love you. I love you. And I think Ursulon is our best understanding of the
3: city. Um, sure. Him. I mean, yes, um, um, I, I, uh, Ursula's <laughs> definitely confused, I think, because, uh, Suvi, I, 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 I cannot lie, I, I had assumed that you would be sort of leading, are we, are we not going to go and, um, uh, shake down with the wizard pain, or is that not, I mean, I'm happy to share with...
1: Oh.
0: I. It is a difficult thing to consider forfeiting my. It's
2: weird. Oh, I have no intention of actually forcing you to choose between this sword in the quest and your loyalty to your companions. I was simply hoping to assess how much it was worth to Mr. Gallows and uh, get a temperature reading on this entire town.
3: Oh, was that was that always the plan? Feels like it.
2: It was less the plan and more
0: of the, uh information-gathering expedition. Mm. We gotta talk about the information. We are trading liberally. Look... Ame, I will... I trust you with my life. But I need you to be a little more careful with my name. Is Suvi or Suvi is my name. Oh. And even that, I don't want to give as
1: easily as we do so. Please. Let me stop and ask for an insight check here. And because Suvi is... A name, it's a name you use. Uh-huh. Uh, but I want to see if do you think Suvi would consider that a lie? Or would un- or would be or would change that in the context of what it means magically. Lie of omission. Absolutely. Why okay, give me a uh, deception and insight. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven. Twelve. Um, Suvi says that a little quickly. Suvi is my name. And I think you just hear a little, maybe a little. Yeah, what is what is Ame here? Yeah. Uh yeah, it's that sort of like rushing over,
0: and then just a the little bit of the eye dart away as she tries to like curate the next thing to give you information so we can move past this thought. I
2: see. Uh, what would you like me to refer to you as in public?
0: If I look like me, uh, Sky. Sky will work. Sky. But also, and this is maybe maybe more of a, like a, you don't have to say the wizard of the citadel, and I point at my staff. That says it. So, you don't have to say this, like, just sky, and then kind of let the rest roll. Yeah. Yes, Your Excellency. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ursulon, uh, is there a name you would like to go by?
3: Hmm. I mean, I've often been called Toma. <gasps> or- really? Oh. Yes, for a time, I attempted to call myself Ursulon of Toma, as I was not given a surname when I lived um with my siblings and father um but then people were often confused because they thought Toma was my father, and then I had to. Correct them, and for a while I was actually saying that my father was the Great Bear, which was <laughs> that was a whole mess. So <laughs> then it then it became just uh, I just stopped saying the of, and then people had difficulty saying Ursalon, and so they just called me Toma. Uh, Oscar also called me Bear. Um, which... Again, it really
2: takes such little effort to say somebody's <laughs> name
3: right. You would think so, but I never minded the names Bear or Toma.
1: Okay. A little lump under one of the bedclothes says, Everybody has to stop yelling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am going to go over to the lump. Go.
3: Good morning! Uh, I'd like to whip the bedsheet off. <laughs> or, excuse me. I'd make sure the curtains are as open as they are. <laughs> <laughs> whip the
1: bedsheet off. Eight. Fox. For a fox to sleep on its back with its paws in the air. <laughs> <laughs> just, just bloodshot eyes on a forest animal. <sighs> Please, it looks so bright. <laughs>
2: I'm dead. <laughs> Oh, stop being dramatic. I and I take a little eyedropper and I put I, I put some of the blue liquid into him. <laughs>
0: <I>
2: pouring <keep rolls laughs> it. Canine head around He'll uh, <laughs> uh, be fine, and now we learn about a little lesson about
3: wine. Wine
1: is poison.
3: <laughs> Accurate. The best kind of poison. Wow. Interesting.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, So, uh, uh, that day facing you, you have the, in a strange sense, you did find Wavebreaker. Will Gallows has the sword all these many years later and has given you the price for which he's willing to part with it. It is a steep price. What occurs to you to do that morning, faced as you are with some tough decisions?
3: I must say that I feel out of my d- d- uh, depths. Uh, I, I, I'm not, I have not had much experience in the way of n- negotiations, um, but I will defer to either of you.
0: Here's the thing. If pain is as indebted as Gallo suggested... We don't have to decide anything yet, but I would meet him until we have a better plan. He's
1: our one path. Go ahead and give me actually like a history check if you'd be so kind, Suvi. 22. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I think remembering the conversation with Mr. Gallows, I think that on that history, you do go back over your sort of eidetic memory of... Non-magical lore having to do with the Empire, and specifically with wizards and their interactions with the Empire. yeah <clears throat> now, who knows how much of what gallows was saying was true or not? You felt like you got a good read on him, and you felt like he weirdly seemed like the kind of guy you could you can make blanket statements like all criminals are liars. but, this did not seem like a kind of Finley-esque scrambler. It seemed like someone who sort of just dealt in power. And he spoke pretty confidently about pain stealing from the Empire. And I think you go over your head. Yeah. Listen, Suvi, her relationship to the Empire is what it is, and everyone relates to the Empire in a different way. What the Empire wants you to do with people who... So our stealing is to tell somebody
0: yeah yeah suvi is definitely fighting the like well if he's as bad as they say then this actually isn't that big of a struggle for her but she's loath to arrive there yet even though she's circling that truth so she's trying to put off the decision until she knows absolutely
2: we should go find wizard pain
0: also, what the fuck is this smoke? Yes. Because it's, it, before it just smelled like smoke, and now even I'm like, my lungs kind of hurt, and I feel like I've been coughing.
3: I did not sleep much last night because <laughs> of it. Um, uh, I, perhaps we can ask the, uh, innkeeper. Yes, on our way out.
0: Yeah. Also, can we stay, can we stay in nice, nicer places?
3: Is not well, I, well, this is what I, there are nicer places, okay. but I mean, I'm in the hole for six marks, so. To th- who? Th-
0: to who? Oh, 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 sorry. You don't just look like my brother. You are my brother. Oh. What's mine is
3: yours. All right, but it is, as it is as Ame said, the honorable thing to repay a debt, so...
0: It's honorable to not
3: let your sister sleep in a ba- I have
0: little bites on me...
3: Oh, well, well what can I say? I'm pretty used to those. Yeah, I, I sleep mostly in stables fair, and fair. this is a I mean sleeping on the floor of here is I could have used a potato sack or two. Anyway, <laughs> let's go. Let's, uh, let's chat with the innkeeper on our way out. <laughs>
1: You head downstairs, um, and you see that there's a a new face downstairs. There's sort of uh, an older, reedy, bespectacled man, um, whoever was working here last night, and has gone home, and a a new clerk has appeared in the morning. Um, Hello, thank you for staying. Thank you for staying very much. uh, Will you be extending your stay at all?
3: Uh, we will not, but thank you so much for
1: your hospitality. Immediately crestfallen. Um. Uh, oh. Passive, passive uh, perception and investigation above a 15 immediately clocks a wall of room numbers, hooks, and keys. All the keys are up there. Oh, no.
0: Guilty, guilty, guilty,
2: guilty. I apologize that we're unable to stay any longer. Why are there not more guests that
1: you're in? Oh, <sighs> uh how did you uh oh uh, yes lucky i su- guess. I suppose a lucky guess yes well i i i I do not mean to make you feel um b- your business takes you elsewhere and of course, and thank you so much for staying the night that you did um the the closure of the gate um has essentially meant that we are no longer. Uh, the first port of call for those that arrive to Port Talon by land. Um, the road is overgrown and unsafe. Farmers long since evacuated, either here into the city or further inland. Um, Why? I- I'm, I'm happy to be the first to tell you. I'm sure you've smelt the smoke or seen it, at least. Um, there is a, a flood, I suppose is the word you would use, of... Uh, kudzu coming in from the uh, forest. Oh! Uh, yes. Uh, ferocious viney plants. Um, well, they can be quite
2: delicious if cooked right, yes.
1: Well, there's always been a problem up in this area with them. They're just very... Uh, we noticed the, the kudzu act, uh, acting up this the summer previous to this last uh, last summer, but a few months ago, it just erupted. It, uh, it, it it started seemingly overnight. And at first, it was just something that, you know, um, we we approached. Uh, there was, you know, some hedge mages in the city and things like that. A couple went out. There was one hedge mage who, who went out there, and I don't think anyone's heard hide nor hair from them since then, but a couple efforts were made, and then it just... I think someone tried to stop it somehow, and uh, it devoured a house, and some people saw it. Uh, it just crawled over and... Actively
2: moving, fast enough to watch.
1: Yes, fast enough to watch. Uh... Not not fast enough to to ca- catch a not a, not an animal not to catch a person but over the course of a night it just grew up around a house and the roots went in and it, the house collapsed before morning it's been growing we don't some some townships inland may have prevented it there it hasn't been growing further west or south at all it's been growing out here towards the city. I know that the Azure Battalion has been working side by side with the Scepter's Chorus. Uh you would know no role necessary. Scepter's Chorus is a um uh, a branch of the uh the Wizards of the Crown. So these are the people that work for the actual family of the Imperium. Their reputation is kind of like bagmen for the crown to do with magical engineering, big, big Uh. practical jobs that are not of immediate military focus, but are part of the crown's interest, essentially. Um, uh, and you see, so the Septus Chorus and the Azure Battalion have both been working for some time, and the witch fires have been their answers. The kudzu keeps uh, growing and growing and growing, and they just have to burn the earth in front of the vines oh. to keep them from touching the city.
2: Is that why they put the wall up, because of the kudzu?
1: Well, yes, and oh, frankly, to, to put a wall up, to try to stop the kudzu, and uh, also to keep people from going out into it, because it's it's not safe. Well, how do
2: they tend the shrine for the forest?
1: Uh... Well, I think the village around the shrine got evacuated some time ago. Oh. I I haven't heard much about the uh, the shrine out there, but, you know, there's... um, None of the people that lived around it evacuated into the city. I think they all headed west, was what I heard.
2: And it's just growing towards the ocean, then?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yes. Or well, the ocean is growing towards the city. Yes.
2: Mm. What's the uh, the wizard lights out in the ocean? Hmm? What are the pretty wizard lights out in the ocean?
1: Oh, there's a um... <laughs> so if he makes just a little face. Oh, you're the the wizards, Derek. Yes, the, there's there's a, a structure out there. <laughs> I can call them wizard lights. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh yes, the wizard Derek's says <laughs> As <laughs> she um, looks at Civi.
1: Oh yes, well I'm 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 a humble innkeeper. I couldn't tell you, but the lights are very beautiful. Yeah,
0: remembering from uh, the previous night, how many floors in this inn?
1: About three. Three floors in the inn.
0: Where we stayed last night, how many rooms were in uh, like on our floor? Uh ten. Uh, okay, Civi's uh, gonna pull out one gold mark put it on the counter. Can we have our floor for two weeks for this?
1: Of course, yes. Uh, Thank you, thank you. Um, And you just see a wave of relief come over this innkeeper. Uh, The wall has destroyed his life and uh, you see that he takes the gold mark and says, right away, um, uh, uh, when should we expect the other guests? You should not. Very
0: specifically, there should not be other other guests. If anyone is with us, they will come here with us. Oh. and if, if anyone arrives here looking for us,
1: please let me know. Ah, you see, he he looks at the three of you and thinks about the questions you've been asking, and he just sort of, uh, sort of has, makes a little gesture of waving <laughs> the little gold piece as though he's making a point that he doesn't seem to even be able to articulate to himself.
0: <laughs> He goes,
1: uh, very well. Um, until further notice, or at least for the next two weeks, the upper floor is closed for renovations.
2: Thank you. Thank you, sir.
1: And what did you say your name was? Uh, Arthur.
3: Arthur. Arthur. My name is Ursulan. Ursuline. Ursula. I'm the protector. This is Ame, uh, <laughs> a witch, witch of the south. And this is... Sky. There it is. A
0: sky and i'm going to tap my staff and i'm going to use the self, uh and the staff goes to its like normal kind of brown banded in copper form and she just looks like a normal human uh, with dark hair dark skin and a normal kind of brown
1: you see uh the innkeeper goes oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, uh, Wizard Sky. a pleasure to have you. And uh, a witch and a wizard and their protector. Well, (laughs) uh, thank you very much. And and, um, if the the witch fires and and, uh, the lights in the port are are of interest to you, uh, should I hear anything from any member of my family or or my friends, I'll I'll, I'll be sure to, to pass on whatever news I get.
2: Please do, and also if you happen to know of any place that we can find out any of the local uh, myths and stories of the surrounding areas, I'd love to know that as well.
0: And a bath, a bath. Yes, can we yes. do that? Can that be a uh,
1: yes. <gasps> uh, yes? The baths are shared uh, um, between. Well, but you have the whole top floor, there we so go. there you have. I'll, I'll draw <laughs> <a> that. <bath>. Uh- <laughs> 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 Are gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. Um, and you head out into oh, and you said uh, uh mythology, uh, myths or,
2: or, and legends, anything about this, the local spirits.
1: Um, let's roll, I'll roll a little luck check in front of the board. Uh-huh. High is good, low is less good. It's a high of 18. Yay. Um,
2: um. Am I having to make you just like raw dog some mythology right now?
1: You are, and I love it. This is
2: what the podcast
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is just it. Uh, so on an eighteen, Arthur looks over. Ooh, well, rich, rich folklore. Of course, many people, The shrine's only a day and a half, or it was a day and a half walking. Up much more than that, cutting through all of the kudzu. But the um, uh, there's a, a lot. I mean, uh, Port Talon long before it was a port, certainly, Uh, the lords here were said to host great spirits, and uh, the, the first castle that was seen here was given as a gift to the grandson of... Uh, what was said to be the couple in ancient days of Naram the Wave Lord and Orima of the Reaching Green Um, there's a beautiful and I I highly recommend it because there's not too many neighborhoods in Greyhill that still have the old stones but there's a wonderful fountain
2: uh, with the uh, statue of the two of them dancing yes
1: Yes, and it was said, of course, that Orima of the Reaching Green was a conquering spirit queen of great forests whose father was a great battle lord of the sky and that she called the forest uh, to her aid and the the slashing of her claws and the reaching of her branches was greater than any fierce beast of the forest, all of whom bowed to her. Uh, and it was said that only the gentle touch of the waves could calm her fury, um, and that Naram uh, taught the people of uh, the coast here uh, how to fish and how to swim, um, a lord of gentle seas. and uh, I
2: love her fury. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say I love his gentleness, but... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> they, they
1: both turn back to look yeah. at Arthur. <laughs> uh, Arthur's like not gonna get into that. Um. Smart <laughs> <Some> man. <laughs> uh and you see he says, um if the um most of the uh, most of the old fishing families live along the outer talon, the part that faces the actual sea. The inner harbor is sort of monopolized. It's a it's a better harbor for uh, tall ships. But the fishers still live on the outer edge. Uh, Golden Crest is the neighborhood out there, which is I've, not always the most welcoming to out of towners. But it's fine. It's a lovely, a lovely neighborhood. Um, uh, and there 's many fishing uh, fishermen folk that still live out there uh and if if you want to um, earn some credit with the locals, uh, a little touch to the brow and the uh, the name Naram still is a a blessing that the fisher folk will give to each other before heading out uh, to the sea uh, call call on the Lord of the waves, uh, who has always been a friend to us here oh,
2: that 's wonderful is there any reason. Is there any, has there been any disturbances in the sea as of late?
1: No, not that I can say. The sea, uh... Uh, With the kudzu coming in, I think our focus is much, muchly turned inland, which has also been the case here, Port Talon, for as long as I can remember the, you know, the the farming villages are are peaceful as well inside, but we're close enough to the mountains that sometimes there's mm, bears and panthers and things like that, and, um... No, the sea has always been quite calm here. Good fishing. Uh, it's it. It rains quite a bit, but honestly, rarely do, does a squall come through. And get some storms every once in a while, but the the seas not not too dangerous around here. Arthur, how long has the derrick been there? <sighs> uh, I would say. Oh, they started building it a long time ago. I think they started building it over. The, the wizards first started planning for it three years ago, something like that, four years ago. How long has it been operational? And, uh, operational would mean, would... Uh, the light's on? Uh, the light's on? Uh, uh a, a while, I don't know, a while.
0: Uh... Okay, okay, just... Uh, uh. <laughs> Thank you
2: so much. I do so love local fairy tales. Uh, Ame touches her stomach. feeling. The rem- remains of plants that had grown and withered.
1: <clears throat> well, uh, I'll, I'll make sure that bath is drawn and ready when you get back. And thank you again for your kindness and your generosity. Now thank
0: you.
3: Uh, as we leave, can I make a history check on the name Orima?
1: Yeah, give me a history check. Two with advantage. Ten. The name Orima does ring a bell. <gasps> um, one of the only times you ever saw your father change directions was when he heard that uh, Orima was in the forest ahead of him where he was going. <laughs> uh, away from that away from that area or toward that area he went away from that area he was looking for <laughs> honey he was looking he was looking for sweet grubs and uh tender fruit to eat and uh heard word that Orima was ahead of him in that patch of forest and he turned uh not in terror just went hmm, and turned <laughs> left <laughs> <I don't, laughs> and and went in a different direction God, she's cool <laughs> 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 you head out from the inn uh, uh, And to where do you, uh, do you Is your first uh, port of interest That you head to Yeah I think we should head towards The guild
3: Yes uh, If Ursuline could lead the way I want to swing
1: by Friendly's back. Okay Now it's the next day So you know your boy's making a luck check <laughs> ah! Call, you, you want you want to call it odds or evens? Oh, oh. Shit.
2: oh that's even worse.
1: <laughs> All right, no, we'll do we'll do. No, 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 no that's wanna, great. You want to call it it evens? Yes. You're calling it evens? For those of you who
2: cannot see us, uh, Lou Wilson has stood up on I the end of the to. table. It's
3: just and, too scary. Taylor, and you tell me if something's going horribly wrong. picked
2: up the microphone stand and Jesus is holding Christ. it to his face.
3: Jesus Christ.
1: going to be a, a fist on
2: the table, I don't crunching like this his character Evening sheet to watch Brennan.
1: <gasps> That's a 16 Ooh. on the dive.
0: Oh!
1: I said evens, right? I said Uh, evens. You said (laughs) evens. You said evens. That's not evens. Cool. So you swing by the black door. You swing by the black door. I don't
3: tell. I like him like, it's this way. And just we swing by the black door. Um, uh, As we get close, uh, any, uh, can I make a perception check? Any disturbance or any sort of thing?
1: Uh, Yeah, give me a perception. Uh, Eleven. Uh, you don't see or hear anything.
3: Uh, as we get close, I think Ursula's gonna start jogging. <laughs>
1: uh, you look around. You don't see anything. Uh, you approach You see the black door in front of you. I'm gonna push it, uh... Wait, why are we... I'm are gonna, uh, pull it. All right. You, all right, just one second, one second. All right, you pull it. Um, uh, uh, uh what do you do as you walk in? Uh... Finley, it's Ursalon. You see, he turns around and goes, ha! and uh, uh, his throat opens <laughs> Stop, up. Blood and He falls over. Ursalon, Finley, Finley. I know you. I, we've seen this sh- before. Shit, you sh- ah! uh, You see, he goes. Oh, all right. What? Well, what is it? What, what? What is it you want? You have to go. Gallows is looking for you. You have to go. Gallows
2: is looking for you. You have to go now. I gotta
3: go. And you (laughs) see (laughs) me.
1: That was great. (laughs) Runs through, just grabbing indiscriminate <laughs> shit—a bunch of feathers, spoons, throwing them in a bag. Helmet, helmet too heavy. Takes up too much space. Throws helmet. Smaller glove. Oh, gold! Put gold in the bag. Gold, gold. You just see him running around, going fucking nuts. Um, you see, can I try to sprint to the back? Yes, you can to sprint to his the back. So it's good stuff. Uh, oh yes, absolutely. Uh, cool. You sprint to the back. Yeah. Um. Uh. You. Uh. Open the door. Give me an Arcana check. Yeah.
0: Natural, Natural one.
1: Natural um, one. You open the door. Too late, a spell goes into effect. You open the door. Uh, the spell that goes off, as you're rustling it, the, you see the door is locked, and a spell occurs, and you hear Ghost's voice saying, uh, Sorry, Master Finley. Just a minute. It'll only be one more moment. Uh, what? Uh, it's not Fin... Ow. What? I hear you. I am adult. <laughs> Whoa! Oh! No, you're... Ah! Open the door. S- Sorry, Goat. Master Finley. It will only be one more minute. Oh!
0: <laughs>
1: incredible! I turn and run away. <laughs> um, incredible! Uh, you, uh, you turn to run away. Uh, Finley looks around and says, Gallows knows, all right. Listen, if anyone dies, tell him we're all—tell them we're all dead." And he runs out. Hey! Before you go, your neck. <coughs> What's that? It's bleeding. Ah! Too late. And he runs out the door, just a dead man sprinting down the street, just blood dropped, gushing, blood gushing, dropping spoons and feathers. <laughs> sprinting. For those of you who cannot see this room at this moment,
0: Brendan Mulligan <laughs> It's a very elbow forward. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise uh, I don't. Please like- imagine a,
2: T- a Terminator Two run, but with bald fists instead of. Yeah. I of knife also
3: arm. this. I'm Proudly, proud, I feel proud to say that I feel like this is our second hedge mage that we've said just running. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> We're two for good. two right now, two, baby. Two we two. meet hedge mage, they are <laughs> booking it. Booking it the fuck
0: out yeah. of town. Yeah.
1: Uh, and, and as you leave this place, seeing Finley just sprint off into the streets, and it's all he needed. Um,
2: uh, hey, uh, Fox, do you want to stop at the trash heap?
1: I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I didn't believe in you. What? <laughs> yeah, didn't it. I just- uh, Hey, I don't know if I said it. I should probably say it more. I love you.
2: Oh, I love you too. You remember the trash.
1: Mm-hmm. And the fox dips around, and you hear a noise as he goes around the corner. And he says, "No!" <laughs> uh, you look where the trash is. It's just rubble, and you see through this, that the workshop where Ghost was when you first saw her, um, that's, uh, uh, you can (gasps) first of all see the workshop, all the stuff in it is gone, and there is a, about 12 foot smashed hole through the wall of just rubble that's covered all the trash. Uh,
2: Flicker!
1: (laughs) And you you see, emanating from the ransacked workshop, you just hear, sorry, Master Finley, it'll only be another minute. (laughs) From an illusory (laughs) ghost sound that just pops out of an enchantment. Sweet. Uh, You make your way towards the guild spire. Way down in the imperial center, wide, broad uh, roads paved with fresh cobblestones. You see banners waving of the empire overhead. You see the sort of gray, misty clouds beyond, and all around you, you see uh, soldiers, members of the Azure Battalion. You see wagons laden with goods. You see a number of merchant marines interacting with actual representatives of the crown, the Azure Battalion uh, marking them through. You see big crates of goods uh, coming off and being loaded uh, here in this place, ships making ready. You see a couple of warships as well that, uh, you see a couple of warships in the harbor as well that look as though they're preparing to maybe head off west for some business that might take them towards Gauthmai or other lands beyond. The spire itself is a structure that seeks to Uh, honor two masters, in a sense. The citadel of its training and the crown of its service. A broad white tower with blue banners stretching from it, and the emblem of the Sarav Imperium. A geometric runic crown emblazoned within five and seven and nine point shapes that surround it on all sides. And the S delineated in bright gold on blue here within this space. You see the white tower stretch up and at its very pinnacle, spinning and hovering above it, a spindle of glass radiating with that bright sunlight carried from the desert. The spindle moving and at its very peak a corona of pure iridescence almost like a flickering fire of pure prismatic multicolored light that marks this place as a safe haven for all those who practice the craft of wizardry there is a stone wall gated uh, with several gates uh, throughout but one large one that has two members of the Azure Battalion standing guard at the front Uh, do you approach them I do, uh, and I think I get there
0: and don't see enough of a change, and I don't realize that I'm still disguised. Oh.
3: Oh. Uh, Suvi, you're, you're, um, you're... Uh...
2: You do not appear
0: as your excellency. Oh, oh, God, mm-hmm. oh, God. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> I just shake a bit and mm. shake off the disguise. Kind of falls away.
1: Incredible. Um, you shake off the disguise um, and you approach uh, the guild tower. Uh, above the gate, you see the crest, uh, a scepter emblazoned on a shield surrounded by many identical figures uh, that stand in sort of bas-relief behind the scepter as small figures with as the scepter looms large on the crest approaching the members of the Asher Battalion, uh, they look to you and see you approaching and is your staff revealed as well? Absolutely. Uh, Each of them turns and salutes. That's right. (laughs) I literally walk by and say, that's right. And I don't regard them beyond that. Uh, As you approach, uh, you see that they they both salute as you approach um, and you see they say, uh, greetings, wizard. Um, may we offer you escort? Do, uh, you see, they say, we, we have not been alerted as to your coming this morning, but uh, do you require escort in to see the guild mages? I would love that, thank you. Uh, one of them turns, opens the gate, uh, and just walks right in with you. Um, as you walk up, you see there are two smiling mages at the front, um, and you see they say, uh, good morning, um, uh, you see they say uh, and to whom might we let the guild mages of the spire know has come calling from the citadel
0: so quickly I had a a cool little little code name for 12 seconds Uh, Suvi will turn and Suvi
1: apprentice to silence Uh, they look and they say very well of course Uh, and uh, a moment to ensure the security of you and your friends of course. Uh, they cast uh, Detect Magic, and you see that one of them casts an arcane eye, a couple divinatory things, looking over all of you. Is um, uh, uh, <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I? <coughs> is there? Help. Uh, uh, give me an arcana check, Sophie. Ah, oh, shit. Not great, uh, 15. Uh, everything you're seeing is them trying to detect magic. You're not holding concentration on a spell, no. Ame. Ursuline, you're not holding concentration on a spell. You, does this glamour not count as? Oh, his glamour does count as a spell. Shit. Um, so thank you for keeping it all honest. <laughs> um, so you see they, they look and say, uh, sir, uh, might you remove your glamour?
3: I apologize, I am horribly scarred.
1: Give me a deception check.
0: <gasps> Okay,
1: first one of these.
0: It's going to be great.
1: Tim. <laughs> uh, as you say you are horribly scarred for the first time, because um, uh, you've often heard tell of their trickery, but you've never seen it uh, in action, uh, the fox is going to give you a help action on that perception uh, roll. Uh, 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 as the fox yells out suddenly, surprising the wizards around here saying, don't let him take it off. His scars are hideous. <laughs> That's a
3: second four. <laughs> for another ten.
1: Incredible. All right, I have to roll. I have to roll insight again. God. Oh, they add a plus three to their roll. So, uh, so God. A, so an eight or higher, and they beat it. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> That's a seven on the die. Oh! Oh! Yes! So they set the DC at 10, meets it, beats it, a 10 deception overcomes it, uh, uh, and uh, there you have it. Please understand that my brother is within,
0: it's uh, part of my retinue and well vetted.
1: Uh, the family resemblance does actually aid this deception in this moment. And you see that uh, the fox goes, Hideous. And,
2: <laughs> All right, uh, uh, okay. Uh,
1: no, no, it's you know, awful. You're not, you it's Thank like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, You see, um, they, uh, they look at you, uh, they uh, sweep you in uh, to the foyer, you see grand staircases going up, and they bring you into a beautiful uh a beautiful rock garden accompanied by the white sand of the Arulian desert, large white boulders, and a single uh, beautiful blossoming tree that has thick, almost succulent-like leaves, a desert tree with bright red to orange blossoms on it. And direct you to a bench, and immediately, an acolyte comes out smiling with a tray of teas for you. <sighs> oh... Yes, thank you. Uh, and you see uh, another one comes out uh, for those that don't wish for tea with small, foamy, caffeinated drinks. Get the hell out of here, <laughs> where's the coffee? Macchiato goes <laughs> yeah, up.
0: Yeah, um, double fist, oh, energy.
1: Um, you sit here for a moment and in the silence of this meditative space, hearing the spinning of the prism up above, having to cover your friend, you also know that none of their divinations there aren't beings like Ursuline. Spirits don't walk the world like this anymore. So thankfully you think none of their magic was geared for what type of being are you? It was what magic do you have? And so Ursuline's true nature has gone unnoticed, covered by this deception. Uh, As you sit here on this bench, quiet, echoing marble, You hear in the distance the trickling of water on some distant fountain. You see illuminated warm quartz crystal with light issuing from within it and water flowing over it. The water parts and the door opens from within the rock wall itself. A seam of stone transmuted and several of the guild mages of the scepter's chorus walk out. These wizards look at a true Wizard of the Citadel, with all the mixture of emotions that you've come to know and anticipate respect, admiration, and a wondering of what if that had been me.
2: Oh, all my turns to the fox. That was a big entrance. Who are they trying to impress?
3: Uh, as they or stand wide eyed, <laughs> <laughs> grabbing like grabbing his thighs, like trying to be cool. <laughs> uh,
1: The the guild mage in the lead uh, steps out, uh, pure white robes with uh, silver geometrical designs all along the high collar and along the hems all the way down, uh, steps out, long wide sleeves. Uh, You can see... Uh, that he has several rings on his hands as well. He has the uh, uh, one of the green uh, green emerald rings that allows him to tap into that imperial pool of magical reserves. Uh, and you can see um, that, Uh, He has a scroll at his side, and you recognize it as a scroll that actually can contain multiple spell books within it, that the pages hide themselves within themselves. Uh, His face, his head is very round, flushed. He has a sort of ruddy complexion. Um, His eyes are very piercingly light blue. Uh, and he has just a couple little wisps of blonde hair that have been like combed over his head. Um, he looks sort of very, almost monastic, quiet, little shiny <laughs> on his face. Um, he walks over to you and says, an honor, a pleasure, and a joy to entertain. Am I correct in saying? The apprentice of the Archmage Silence herself. The honor is all mine, sir. (laughs) All yours? Uh. All yours? (laughs) For the daughter of soft and stone? No. This is an occasion. To have any mage of the citadel come and see our work here in Port Talon is a gift. And to have an archmage apprentice, I didn't think it would ever happen. But I won't be caught unprepared. Hit it! And you see, boom, confetti! barks everywhere and you see so Ame and Ursulan, you see in imperial writing in flittering confetti that turns itself into origami birds that fly and murmurate into writing that says Welcome Sufi Apprentice of the Archmage Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> and here, this guy just starts weeping. He says, "He says, my name is Guildmage Morrow, and I am so excited to show you everything."
2: Yes, incredible.
1: That was Lou Wilson as Ursuline, Erica Ishii as Ame, Abria Iyengar as Suvi, and Brennan Lee Mulligan as everyone and everything else. Worlds Beyond Number is edited, designed, and scored by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse, with additional sound design from Michael Gelfi Studios. For even more like this, join us on our Patreon. We'll see you there.